Thanks for joining us today for another episode of Chrishell Counseling's Hope Through the Journey podcast, where we provide hope through the challenging journey of life by providing resources, tips, strategies, and tools that you may need along the way. Our podcast is designed to help you create the life balance you're looking for. We're also working really hard to help uh, remove the stigma associated with mental health by talking about it in a way that we can all understand. So thank you again for showing up. I'm your host, Alfred Crushell Jr., and I'm joined today by my co-host, fellow licensed professional counselor, and my sister, Letty Crushell. You know, I have to make sure I mention that you're my sister, Let, because some people get yeah. confused and think we're married, right? I mean, same name. We've been getting that for a while, though. You're right. <laughs> you're right. We worked in the same district for years, and when first meeting people, they would tend to assume that we were married, yeah. which instinctively grossed me out every <laughs> time. <laughs> And I would immediately respond, no, he's my brother. Yeah. Gross. And I was like, no, he, she's my sister. <laughs> so we just want to set the record straight here. I mean, the fact that we communicate so well should be the perfect indicator that we're not married or in a relationship, right? Oh, no comment from re- oh, me right now. I'm Matt. kidding. I'm just joking. Okay, just but slight correction. Joking. We are in a relationship. We're siblings. Right. Yes, we a very are. different kind of relationship, but still a relationship. Exactly. And, you know, all kidding aside, both of us have been licensed professional counselors long enough to have heard things like communication issues, you know, something wrong with communication. I mean, I've heard things like he doesn't listen to me or she doesn't listen to me. And and it's become an obstacle for a lot of people. You know what? Same on my end. The the other things that I hear are, that's not what I said, Mm. or that's not what I meant. And Uh even I don't know how to tell her that. Do yeah. these comments sound familiar to you, too? 100%. And I think that makes a good topic for our show today. Absolutely. Because I believe that communication issues start even before two people come together. Hmm. Right? What I mean by that is that we have to first understand that when two people come together in a relationship, in some cases, it's like mixing oil and water together. Yeah. And I say that because... Each of us comes into a relationship with a previously developed belief system. And this system is based on how we grew up, what we were told, and what we experienced in our lives. Right. And then we start to believe these things as facts. Mm -hmm. And they become what we think about ourselves, about others, and about the world around us. So these are called our core beliefs. Ah, core beliefs. And so what do we do with our core beliefs? Well, they become the lens through which we look or the glasses we put on to see with. In other words, everything that happens to us is filtered through our core beliefs. Absolutely. And I know that we have touched on core beliefs in other episodes of the podcast, but Our core beliefs are at the foundation of who we have become, who we are, right? That's absolutely. Plus, it's all we know growing up until we go out into the world, so to speak, and begin Mm -hmm. interacting with others. And then we notice um, something's off. People (laughs) don't actually agree with everything I'm saying. (laughs) You know, so going back to your reference of the lens through which we see, I've been using reading glasses for a few years now, so... It's, it's blurry to read without same, them. And same. when some of the lenses no longer help me, time to get new ones, stronger <laughs> lenses, I will offer my gently used pairs to a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So last week I took a pair of these really 
cool, or I thought cool, royal blue framed readers. So excited to pass them along. And she puts them on and immediately responds with, oh, no, these are too blurry for me. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, I get it. You're younger than me, and so are your eyes. So anyway, just like a pair of readers may need to be different depending on the lens, so too are core beliefs. Ooh. Oh, I like that. Say that again. Thank you. Say that again. Just like a pair of readers may need to be different depending on the lens, so too are our core beliefs. I like it. In other words, people might be in the same situations, but think and feel differently because of their core beliefs. Mm -hmm. And this is where the problems may present themselves. Remember, core beliefs are learned and deeply rooted. While some of our core beliefs can be healthy and positive, on the flip side, there may also be negative core beliefs that we may be struggling with. And these negative beliefs can sabotage how we engage in our relationships. And, right. And so engaging in our relationship, what does, that, what does that mean? Well, it's the communication. It's how we communicate in our relationship. So right. how, does, how do these core beliefs impact our communication? Well, think about it. If I have my beliefs and you have your beliefs, unless they're 100% the same, there's going to be conflict. Right. Because we don't have the same pair of glasses on. And I think this is where a lot of us get confused. We start asking ourselves, well, why don't they see it the way I do? What's the problem? Or if they would just see it the way I do and just agree <laughs> with my way of thinking, everything would be fine. And that's just not the way it works. That is so true. I often wonder, why don't people just agree with me and then we can just go about our lives living in harmony? <laughs> you know? But of course, that is not realistic and that is not the way being in a healthy relationship works. And, and who's to say my way of thinking is the right way? Right. You see, my core beliefs may be wrong, not true, and irrational even. Mm -hmm. For example, maybe I grew up hearing that I'm no good, or I'll never amount to anything, or that the world is a bad place, or that you can't trust anybody. And if I started to believe that, that becomes a set of core beliefs that are destructive. Right, right. And those are all false narratives. They are irrational core beliefs, but we start to believe them. So it becomes easy to see then that by bringing those core beliefs into my relationship, it's going to cause problems. Especially those false narratives that we have come to believe about ourselves because we're so caught up in that pattern of thinking. And that is what we call cognitive distortions, right? So yeah, new term, but let's label these and do a little self-analysis because cognitive distortions, they're errors in thinking and we should move away from these things as fast as possible. Now, let me point out before we start getting into these that a lot of us experience one of these cognitive distortions at one time or another, periodically creeping into our minds. But if you notice as we go through these that you're thinking in any one of these ways more than not, uh, we need to talk. <laughs> you're not wrong, Al. I have definitely caught myself at one time or another spiraling during something I'm experiencing. I mean, it happens. It happens, like I said, but let, let's start us off here. Let's talk. Okay, here we go. One of my favorites, perhaps because I can relate to it, jumping <laughs> to conclusions, mm. okay, either by mind reading or fortune telling. And oh, let me yeah. explain that. With mind reading, you know, we think we know how someone is going to react in a situation or we think we know what they're thinking. Yeah. We become fortune tellers when we think we can predict what is going to happen in a situation before it happens, just because maybe it happened before. Right. And it's usually something negative. We're judging and deciding outcomes. 
And look, we're not magicians. We, we can't predict anything. We may have a good idea based on things that have happened in the past. Right. But we can't know for sure that a situation is going to play out how we think it will. And all that does is it keeps us stuck and prevents us from moving forward and growing. Another distortion that we may struggle with is overgeneralizations, assuming the worst. Thinking that a negative experience we may have had one time is the indicator for all future experiences. Now, it's normal from time to time to find yourself overgeneralizing about a situation. For example, you play the lottery and you don't win and then you go around saying, I never win anything. Mm -hmm. However, when these thoughts begin to negatively impact you, then there is a problem. Yeah, let's not forget that these are false errors in way that we think. So if I'm thinking in this way, how is it impacting my decision-making and my communication? I think that's something to think about. Yep. What else you got? Okay. Another cognitive distortion that can get in our way are should statements. Mm. The belief that things always have to be a certain way. And that's a very rigid way of thinking. These types of thoughts don't allow room for making mistakes, which then leads to feelings of failure. I call that shooting. What? Yeah, shooting. So don't go around shooting everywhere. All right. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Then there's all or nothing thinking. We view things in absolutes. Something is either good or bad, Mm. or we succeed or fail. No in-betweens. Right. Nothing is absolute. There's a, a lot of gray areas, and that gray area is what gives us an open mind to consider other possibilities. That is working towards growth, personal growth. Exactly. The the last one that I'll talk about is catastrophizing. Seeing only the worst case scenario. The mountain out of a molehill. We blow things out of proportion and just focus on the most negative outcome. I will say that as a mom, I have on occasion delved into this cognitive distortion. Mm. When I've called or texted for a couple of days and I get no response, I'm not going to name any of my three children here, you can imagine where my mind goes. Plus, as we all know, I watch a lot of Dateline, so that doesn't help. (laughs) No. Mm -mm. Can't a person just send a thumbs up emoji to let me know they're okay? Just a little communication. I mean, but isn't not replying to a message communicating? Yes, it is. Silence is a form of communication, right? How many times have we heard, I can't believe they left me on red? <laughs> yeah, so I think the best way to take care of that is to say to the person, especially in your case, Let, in the example that you gave, is like, uh, hey, just so you know, if you don't respond, I get worried, so please give me something. I'm <laughs> I actually had that happen to me one time, and now I understand and respond, and that took care of that. Well, you know, what I tend to do is, if you don't respond to this last text, I am going to send someone out there to do a wellness check. <laughs> well, that too. And then I get a phone call. <laughs> that too. There you go. There you go. <laughs> to be clear, we've only mentioned a few cognitive distortions today. Yeah. There are others. Mm-hmm. And we really have thought about doing another episode solely on cognitive distortions and, and yep. strategies yep. Yep. to change those yeah. cognitive distortions. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, cognitive distortions can get in the way of our interactions and relationships. But Once we realize that these are irrational thoughts and not true, then we can move forward with this new awareness and be more accepting and open with ourselves and others. Challenge the thoughts. Are they rational or irrational? 
is there a better, healthier way of thinking about a situation? Mm, I love that. Love that. And, and just to get back to my earlier point, I think this is where communication starts in a relationship. So if good communication is what you're looking for, we have to check in on our thoughts, our cognitive distortions, and our core beliefs. And if, in fact, my thoughts are an issue, i got to reframe them so that it leads to better outcomes. Let me interject an example of just how these cognitions impact our behavior. I'll do it through the use of a cognitive behavioral therapy tool called the cognitive triangle. So the cognitive triangle simply shows the relationship between thoughts, feelings, and actions, where after any situation or interaction, we immediately have a thought about Mm -hmm. it. That thought then leads to how we feel about it and ultimately what we do about it. To practice this, take any situation that happened and run it through the triangle. What did I think about the situation? How did I feel? And what did I do? And then run it back and do a reframe and ask yourself, what could I have thought in that situation? How would I have felt? And what would I have done? And I think once you process this, you'll see that a simple reframe of the situation towards a healthy, productive, more reality-based thought changes the trajectory and with it, the outcome. Try it. It works and it will help your communication. But like everything else we talk about here on this podcast, it takes practice. It might feel weird and awkward at first, but it's a healthy, productive process and it takes time. Yes, it does. And it, you know what? I agree. It does feel uncomfortable at first, but that's because we aren't used to handling situations that mm-hmm. way. But it's like I tell my clients, you know, the more you practice, the easier and more comfortable you will feel when doing it this Mm -hmm. way, you Mm -hmm. know? I also think that you need to be mindful of what you say and how you say it, especially when there's a disagreement or someone is angry. Mm -hmm. Something that we use when working with couples is an exercise called the 20-minute conflict resolution communication. This approach to conflict resolution was created by our dad when he worked with couples, and we still use it. So there are seven steps involved in the process. So, Al, let's get started here. Let's go. All right. Step one, advise your partner that you are upset and you want to talk about it, but you want time to calm down and gather your thoughts first. That's right. Calm physiology is important, and it it is the key to starting a conversation. If it's not there, not a good time to have it. And step two. Respect your partner and agree not to discuss the matter until you are both calm and able to discuss respectfully. Yeah, calm physiology again. And, and it's okay here, I th- just want to interject a little bit here. It's okay to say, hey, you know what? I know this conversation is important. I know we need to have it, but right now I'm fired up. I need a couple of minutes to just breathe a little, calm myself down because I don't want to say anything that's going to be hurtful or something I'll regret later. That's healthy. Exactly. And the other thing is that remember, you have different ways of processing information. Some people are not good at what they want to say in a situation. They need to process it Mm -hmm. and think about what do I really want to say? Agreed. Okay. So step three, agree on a convenient time and place without distractions, not the bedroom. Yeah. Let's let's keep the bedroom sacred. We want to have conversations like that outside of the bedroom. Also, Agree on how much time you'll need to calm down, but agree to talk about it the same day if possible. 
Yeah, again, you know, taking a few minutes to, to collect your thoughts, not a few hours. That's called stonewalling, and that's not good. <laughs> Step four, while you are calming down, think about the thought or thoughts that made you angry. What unfulfilled expectation caused the negative thoughts? Mm -hmm. Tell yourself that you want to settle this disruption in your relationship because that's what it is. It's a disruption. Right. And you don't feel good when it happens. Promise yourself that you're going to keep an open mind when speaking with your partner and that you're going to allow your partner to influence you in a positive way so that you can settle the problem. I love the, the word influence, right? Accepting mm -hmm. influence from your partner is important in that you're communicating that the conversation is about us and both of you are a part of it, not the reason for it. This, this is a key to conflict resolution. Absolutely. Step five, set a boundary. Agree that you're going to discuss the matter for only 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yes, you heard right. Only 20 minutes. At the end of the 20 minutes, you stop. Yeah. If needed, you will resume the discussion the next day. If there is a need to continue the conversation, then you go to the next step. That's right. Uh, but again, remember, at the end of the 20 minutes, just stop, table it. Yeah. Interesting note, you know, you think about 20 minutes when you tell people, oh, you have a 20 minute conversation and you stop, stop after 20 minutes. Like some people will say 20 minutes, that's forever. And others will say 20 minutes, that's nothing. So put a timer on it and see how long it is. You'd be surprised. Exactly. Step number six, agree to talk about the problem again, 24 hours later for another 20 minutes. If you don't solve the problem by agreement and compromise. Yeah, this next day thing is critical because this allows time for both parties to reflect on what was said and maybe come back with a better understanding of the other person's position. All right, then we go to step seven, returning to the discussion. Okay, so you come back to the discussion the next day for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Again, when you are alone in a scheduled place, right, right a planned right. place. The second discussion is usually all that is needed if you are sincere in your willingness to resolve the conflict through compromise. Yeah. And if after trying these 20-minute conversations, you're still stuck or you're not able to resolve the conflict, at that point, it may be appropriate to seek professional help, right? Right. Seven steps, 20-minute conversation. I love it. Thanks for sharing that important tool. You're welcome. And, and I want to take this time right now, I think maybe a good time as any, to tease out something I've been working on, Let and I'm okay. really excited about uh -huh. um, with regard to com uh, communication. I'm in the process of creating content specifically on better effective communication. And well, it's now. going to hit within the next couple of months here. Ah. I can't wait to put it out there for everybody. But I can't say more about it right now. You're just going to have to stay tuned. Well, I can't wait to get a behind-the-scenes look at that. Now, while we patiently wait for you to roll that out, let's do a little recap on today's episode. Let's do it. All right. So the bottom line is, in order to create and maintain healthy relationships, we need to look inward first, identify our core beliefs, and then ask ourselves if cognitive distortions might be affecting the way we interact and communicate with others. That's it. Well said, Lat. And with that, that just puts the period on this episode. Thank you again for listening, everyone. Our hope is that this episode has helped you understand the impact of your thoughts on communication and how to communicate a little bit better. If you enjoyed today's show and liked what you heard, please share it with your friends, post it on social media, or forward the link to the people you work with. This is good for communication in the workplace, too. 
Make sure you don't miss a single episode of the podcast by hitting the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. If you want more from us, you can sign up for our blog by heading over to our website, chrishellcounseling.com. That's C-R-I-X-E-L-L counseling.com and become a subscriber. I'm on the IG Insta, so follow me on my Instagram account, chrishellejr.alfred. Let where can our listeners follow you on social media? You can also find me on Insta at Anna Chrishell. Once again, thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast. And remember, practice makes permanent. Thank you, Let, as always, for sharing a little bit of you on the podcast today. Life is a journey, everyone. Thank you for allowing us to share a little piece of our life with you. Remember, you're not alone. We're in this together. We got this. Talk soon. Goodbye. <laughs>